re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am one third of our incredible trio, Armand Sada, the John Cena of journalism, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, the Roman Reigns of rhetoric, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting. Y'all know I don't do the show alone. Fellas, how y'all feeling? What's good? It's CC, the best rapping producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent servant to the amethyst. Oh, well, let me bring that back. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. Every phrase that I say, even when I'm ever remixing that shit, is like an amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. All right, so like, I was, you know, registering to vote or whatever, just registering earlier this year. I'm in line next to this one nigga. He going off about some random shit somebody called Q or some random shit. Every, literally every woman in there was like, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world to so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where my nigga Chad? What's going on? What's going on? Part of life for the mid-cars, mid-card mafia. We are high atop now mid-card. Uh, Gunther is here. Um, is it, it might be time for WWE's first triple champion. I think so. Um, our mid card Messiah has come. He's he's we were we were we were having some tough days there for a little bit. You know, not being defended on pay per views, not being shown our proper respect. But he's come and he said, "There's a different way. The the mat is sacred, and there's just a different way things can be." So I'm just happy. You know, I'm just we're back. You know, we're fully back. You know, five star back. You know, you heard the crowd. You saw the impact. You, you felt them chops. It's back. Absolutely. One could say H did and one could say God did. Now, I know that we, we've talked about our, our the school that we all went to, Cornell University, a little bit on the show, but it is even bigger Cornell energy here. We have the tribal tree, chief of WWE 2K22, the man that has whooped my ass quite a few times in that game, former producer at, yeah, at EA, former producer for the WWE and WWE NXT, current global live services manager, at WW at 2K, I'm sorry, and just overall an, an incredible, hilarious, passionate, creative dude. We got none other than Cornell Gunter here. How you feeling, my brother? Welcome to the show. Oh, this is top level. I feel, I feel wow. I haven't felt this warm up welcome in a while. Like, thank mm-hmm. you guys so much for having me. First off, yo, CC, that 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 was hard. That boy good. I was sitting there like, oh, he spit. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I never talk about this shit on the show, but I'm gonna just say it right now or whatever. Armand already know, Channing, I'm gonna put you on a little bit or whatever. I'm gonna just let y'all niggas know right now, this show is not the only thing that's gonna be dominating y'all lives when it comes to entertainment and shit like that. Like the rewriters room and RSC in general, yes, we gonna be killing y'all niggas, but we got other lanes. Armand already, 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 you know, making some strides in them. We gonna go. We gonna make that motherfucking uh, pond into a goddamn pool into a goddamn ocean. Watch this shit. Wait, we about to wave. I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. Wait till this shit come. 
a, a storm is coming. A storm is coming. So uh, it feels feels very good to be back with my guys. Feels very good to have Cornell here. And uh, like we do when we have guests, you know, just a quick um, quick interview. I don't I don't think I've ever been able to formally tell you this, but I really want to thank you for the work that you put in for WrestleMania 36 with that Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse in such a dark time for us to get such entertainment out of those matches. Like, really thank you for the work that you put in. I, I know it was a lot. I know y'all had long ass days and you were you were up super late and all that and obviously risking COVID, but like really honestly, thank you for, for the work that you do with those matches, man. Wait, stop, nigga, you, yes, really? <laughs> It's him. him. <laughs> so, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I what? was, I was one of the men on foot with a team of amazing individuals, yeah. um, who are top tier, top of the class, the best at what they do. Um, and there's no, no, don't thank me, thank Triple H, you know, thank Paul Heyman, thank Vince. And I, I'm not being a bootlicker, as people would say, but <laughs> you know, but Triple H gave me the opportunity to film the undertaker's last match you know mm -hmm. gave our team the opportunity gave a lot of people the opportunity to do that yeah. um do johnny gargano tomaso champa's uh cinematic cinematic match velveteen dream versus adam cole cinematic match yeah. uh and and also the uh cameron grimes and the dexter loomis and all that uh, with the mellow and all that kind of stuff so we have the opportunity to do a lot of amazing things and i'm just thankful man so now don't thank me h dude <laughs> h dude <laughs> So I want to ask, man, like, when, when did you initially get into wrestling? Who, who were some of your favorite wrestlers? Like, what's your earliest memory when it comes to watching wrestling? Man, listen, so I got into wrestling because my great-grandma, Grandma Rose, rest in peace on her soul, man, she so she was in a hospital bed at my grandma's house when my family, for some reason, they have like this weird thing where everybody wants to live together. And I'm like, now I'm like, yo, get away from me. <laughs> like, I, of course, I love my family, but I like, I like just being to my, with my own family. Like, clearly, I get it. Like, I'm pretty sure once my kids get kids, I'm like, oh, we're going to stay with daddy. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, so my great-grandma lived in, you know, in the house with us, and she would watch, like, Monday Night Raw and stuff at night time and then i would crawl under her bed i was i would be in there from like four o'clock to the time when in that raw came on just sitting there waiting for wrestling like is it on next oh man texas walkers ranger all right next texas walkers stranger all right next <laughs> like legit so then um man she had like mountain dews and all that so all i would do literally i'm like three four years old just chucking mountain dews underneath the bed um and she'll fall asleep but i'll just sit in there and wait and then all of a sudden Sean, here comes Shawn michaels and i was like Yo, who is this guy? Then I see the Undertaker. I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then, but basically, that's what it was. Like the Shawn Michaels really just he, he changed he changed the way I look at wrestling. Even still to this day, I still go back and watch stuff with Shawn. I I'll watch documentaries with my wife and be like, look, and, and, and he no, you're not looking. Put the phone. You're not looking. Look, he, you see what he just did. But man, for me, wrestling is just different. It's kind of like you know, like basketball is the same thing. Like what wrestling, I feel like time moves slow. It's kind of like when we play video games when you like you know that one thing that you got. That that's like your niche and your groove, and you can you can kind of decipher it. It's like a different psychology to everything else. That's what it is yeah. in wrestling for you, man. Everything just slows down. And it's like the soft ballet music behind it. Yeah, and then to get the opportunity to work directly with wrestlers when you're working with NXT, man, like, well, what was that like? Like, just getting that getting that offer letter and be man. like, damn, like I'm I'm about to be behind the scenes helping put these things together. Like, well, what man, was that like? I, I tell you right now, uh, you know. I, I dropped out of college to go pursue playing basketball. I told mm. my quad the day before I was supposed to fly to Puerto Rico Damn. to go to go fulfill my obligations. I ended up losing my contract. And then I ended up volunteering at EA. 
right? And then over the time, I was like, hey, I can kind of walk now. Like, I'm going to go get a job. Long story short, I get in, like, completely, like, ground-level, base-level job, making $9 an hour, working 60 hours a week. Um, and I thought I made it at that point. I was like, I'm in the building. I don't care. And, like, within, like, three to four months, I got promoted to marketing. And then they my checks started getting double. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, this is kind of cool. And then, you know, everything was fine. But then I thought I made it. And then I go to stuff with EA, then I leave and I come back. And then I thought, I'm like, oh, I'm back now. I made it. And then WWE came knocking. And then I said, oh, God damn, I've, I've made it, dog. <laughs> like, and I think at that point in time for me, it was like, so I, I, I didn't cry then, but like if I was able to show emotions, I would have. Because it's just, a, you know, growing up in a black household where like nobody in my family graduated college. My parents have five kids. I'm the youngest of five. I was always the golden child. I had like a lot of, a lot of stuff in my life coming up that my parents always like, oh, you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. So I was always that, I was always a dude that I always like, oh, almost like, okay, next time. Okay. Like, oh, all right. Well, all right. I, 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 I'll apply again later or just, you know, keep me in mind. I was always one of those. Um, So when I finally felt like, damn, I broke through, man, it was different. Like, and it, it touched me in a way that, man, I don't even, I don't even, I can't even describe uh and it's crazy because my first day at the pc man i walk in i'm super freaking early i don't gotta be there at 10 i'm outside at 7 45 like this <laughs> <laughs> at the door just like this outside and it's like just like the uh, guy in my eyes and it's like you know that was the energy that i kept the whole time that i was there but then i walked into that building man and it was just like man it was different man and my my, my first day there i'm sitting there and i'm just like trying to find stuff to do to keep myself busy because like i don't know what the hell to do and all of a sudden i hear a voice hey uh can you help me with this uh this tv and i'm like yo that's sean michaels i know he ain't talking to me corner i don't say nothing don't say nothing bro you just got here just be quiet yes sean <laughs> you know, it was the TV. Oh, what? oh, it ain't no problem. All I did was all I did was airplay the TV. I, I felt like I was the my my work was done. Like Sean, <laughs> Sean was able to do a skull session with his class. I was able to sit up and help him with his TV. But just like those type of like moments and opportunities and the like exchanges that I got, man, that was amazing. Like and I also like at the time, like you know, my mom was so happy. Like I, my family, everybody was happy. But like my mom was really happy because you know. She don't went through a lot, and it's just like she's like, baby, you made it. I'm so proud of you. Uh, so nah, man, it just the, the, the experience of being on a road with like you know my friends like Tez and Dogs and B and you know Priest from Riddle being able to travel town city to city and see them be able to you know to tear the freaking house down every single night, um, but also the ability to see like Triple H create, you know, Vince create, H create, um, no sorry, the HBK create. Uh, dang, I love Triple H so much. I said his name twice. Uh, <laughs> but no, just to be able to see them create, like, man, it's different. Like, it's 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 a different thing. And, you know, I think that's why, like, you know, when I did the A show months back after, you know, me and WWE, like, I ended up leaving and all that stuff happened. And everybody was started shooting on Triple H. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, now hindsight, hmm, hindsight 2020. But... But no, nah, man, it's just different, man. I just felt, I was just, you know, I love to go on to work. I love being there because they just gave me an opportunity to do something that I dreamed of doing. Like people dream of being in WWE and like, you know, people can shoot on us. I don't want to go there. Shit, I I did. And, mm-hmm. I, and I went and I came and I saw and I did my thing and it was great. And I loved every second of it. Yeah. And it's incredible to see you level up, man. Incredible to see you happy. Uh, but black men succeeding, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. Yeah. Man, so. So and it's, it's hard. 
it it's is. hard for us because like you know we're not we're not not trying to tap in too much into you know racial stuff but man we do got to work five six twenty thirty forty fifty times harder we got to make sure our nose is extra clean while everybody else can just be clean and you know we just got to make sure that we are you know suited and booted and top of the line to fit whatever agenda that they that not they but people want us to fit just to make sure that we just to make sure that we can get a, a fair shake so Nah, yeah, definitely. I was about to say half the time you climbing that shit is just like you wearing the right camouflage to make sure your ass don't get clipped. Like that's yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why with two K, man, I, I like WWE. You know, WWE. They, I, I never had like no crazy, crazy stuff. They always like respect me as me, and I was able to go ahead and you know just be myself and have a great fucking time. And like two K, man, two K is different, man. Two K, they changed my <laughs> life. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Long story short, I like two K. They, you know, uh, we 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 start. Me and Two K have been talking for years. I mean, it's, it's it's like that one girl, like, oh man, you, you like you like her photo. She like your photo back, but then you hit her up, and it's like, oh, not right now. I got a boyfriend. He's like, hi, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna catch you later. So you know, <laughs> when, when when the time was right for me and Two K, man, it was just right. And then you know, long story short, we go to we go to Dallas for Mania, and they it's like my first couple weeks on the job. So I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm already gonna go to Mania, and they're like, no, nah, we know you're going because we're gonna take you to Mania. So I was like, oh, all right, bet, say less. That's go ahead shoot girl go ahead <laughs> but then it's like man so like that that the love that i got from everybody from ronnie to like the top top execs to even like you know people that i work on a daily basis and you know and see how happy my peers like you know wwe super level my friends were that i'm actually you know back out there and back you know moving and grooving after everything that happened man i, I cried that first night of all the time i'm not gonna lie to you i cried i cried like a little baby on the phone to my wife because it was like i was telling her like a year ago man I, it was down and out like i was like uh, i'm at I'm, I'm rock bottom there's nothing that there's nothing good that will ever come from this and um and she was always motivating me always encouraging me always just telling me baby you gotta just stay focused i'm like no man like it's over like and prior to 2k like i had talked to the miami Heat about mm-hmm. going there after wwe and that was like oh but then it's like i know my worth and i think that's one thing that i that i I develop confidence in this, understanding my work, to understand that I, man, I work hard. As much uplifting as I do for other people and try to do that, I need to look in the mirror and say, bro, you are talented too. Like you are gifted and and, and you are special. And I, I, I had to challenge myself to hold myself in that regard. Yeah, I love you. It. Gotta I do love that it, shit man. regularly, bro. Yeah, like, regularly. As it's, it's a, I'm saying that as I'm saying this shit to myself too, like. This shit that like my girl be telling me and shit like that. I'm like, I know, I know, but she be looking at me like, yeah, but niggas still like you have to really do the shit. And it's it's funny because what happens is I know what you're talking about. It's ironic, and it's probably happened to you too. The more you start to do that shit for yourself and get comfortable with only having only only wanting that shit from yourself, the less you need it from other people. Mm-hmm. But then you start getting more from them niggas. Like you just walk in the door and they just giving you shit. So it's like, yeah. Bro, listen, and I think I think that was the biggest thing for me is that once I was able to fully lock in with myself and like I, I even like I'm not gonna lie, a couple of days ago, I go back and look through that that whole stuff that happened in Dallas last year. Just remind myself, like, no, bro, like they want you here. This you're here for a reason. And, you know, my boss and everybody working with that 2K, bro, they're like so reassuring and going to a big corporation that's already a billion dollar company. Shit, I'm like, damn, I'm, y'all need me. I just hit it. They're like, no, we do. That's why we came after you. And it's like, yeah, it's like it's it's just different, man. It just, man, uh, you know, I, I loved EA, loved WWE, but I think 2K for me was the best the best fit for me, you know, in general. Like WWE was amazing. I had a great time, but 2K was the best fit for me. 
Awesome, awesome. And man, you, you look a good ringside with that title suited up too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, yo, why this fan at Mania with, with a suit on? Like, like for context, we had like like you know summits and meetings and all that kind of stuff prior, right. you know, what I'm saying to that. But I mean, shoot, if anything, I Sunday's best. You uh-huh. know what I mean? like, <laughs> but but even that, bro, I, we're upstairs in the, you know, in this you know, upstairs watching the suite, and we're just talking. They're like, hey, we want you to go down for about Stone Cold and the main event with Kevin Owens. I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, y'all know this is WrestleMania, right? And they're like, hey, we want you to go front row. Yeah, you can go down with Ronnie. And I was like, for real? And it was like, yeah. So I went down there, man. It's just like those kind of gestures of somebody who, you know, I've worked at WWE. So like, I, I was able to watch WrestleMania stuff on the floor level, but say, no, we want to put you in the front row. Here, don't worry about nothing. You just go have fun. And I got to just go mark out. I was like, man, I, I love y'all so much. But yeah, man, it's just, it just those kind of moments, man. Just life-changing, life-changing for myself. All right, three three questions. And again, uh, this is uh, for you public listeners. You will hear the first question. If you want to hear all of it, you got to subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon, Patreon backslash the A Show, RNC. So let's get into question one. Fellas, prior to this unprecedented universal title reign by Roman Reigns, how many times... Was he a world champion? Five. Five is correct. There you go. All right. Chin on the board with one point. All right. So uh, for our listeners who missed out, make sure you subscribe to that Patreon, patreon.com backslash the HORNC. We talk about chicken and pancakes versus chicken and waffles, who the CM Punk of music is, and a very fun before we write segment with Roman Reigns trivia. Now, to get into our pre-write storylines that we are enjoying or we dislike in current WWE AEW or any promotion. Let's start with our guest, Cornell. Well, what what are you liking or disliking in current storylines in these wrestling promotions? Uh, so what I like is Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and the bloodline interacting on Friday nights. Absolutely. My dog. Yeah. <laughs> my dog. <laughs> my dog. I um, it in my head so many times throughout the day. My dog. It's so funny. <laughs> Hey, so I, I I like so I like the bloodline with Sammy. Yeah. I, I'm loving control. I'm loving the establishment of, of Kunter on Friday Night SmackDown. Yes. I um I'm loving uh 2.0. Like I I'm loving everything that's going on. I like the I like the build of Braun. I think he had a great showing with Tyler Bate. I felt like that kind of showed him in a different bag, versus just being like a muscle bound, you know, a guy. Um, I think Tyler was able to bring out something inside of him. Um. Now the stuff that I don't like, oh man! So I, I I'll just go right to AEW. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, but no, because I'm I'll talk about stuff that I do like though. But something I don't like is like I like the fact I don't like the fact that Warlow got cooled off already. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like the fact that uh, just getting interested. Yeah, but like <laughs> I, I I don't like the fact that a lot of their superstars who you fall in love with that you that become over. They end up just saying, okay, well, we're going to take you here and put you down right quick. We're going to put forth X, Y, Z. And it's just like, well, then why did, why did you put something in front of me if I can't have it? Right. Basically yeah. type stuff. So it's just like, like, and, you know, I just feel like, I feel like there's a lot of inconsistencies. And not just in wrestling in general. So it's not like just AEW Pacific or WWE has it. And so there's like impacting everybody else. What I do like, I did like the whole reveal of um MJF just uh, at the at the all out pay per view. Yeah, that was super creative. Um, you know, like uh, whoever thought of that, good idea. Um, but it's just one of the things. Why I just feel like they were able to they make that moment feel big. Like, yeah. and, you know, it sucks that everything happened backstage. I kind of overshadowed that, but that was big. Um, and I I I I like I like so I like Jade. I like Jade Cardio. I feel like she does have potential to be one of the 
biggest women wrestlers in the world. Uh, what I don't like is that how they're kind of doing her run. Like first Athena comes in and then she, her and Athena are battling. Then it's her and Chris Atlanta battling. But I know Chris Atlanta goes down with the injury. But then Athena doesn't be seen on TV or has any type of interaction with her until a week or two before the pay-per-view. So then you kind of forget the match is even happening. Um, and then <clears throat> I feel like for the tag division, uh, the belts is kind of trying to figure out what's going on with the tag belts right now. Um, so, you know, I clearly, you know, it's, they got stuff going on right now. Well, you see, AEW actually has eight tag belts. Um, <laughs> FTR have three of them, and Swerve oh. family have one of them. That's a lot to keep track of. I, I, I feel like so with the tag belts. So I, that's the only thing I'm gonna say about that media scrum. It's like for the fact that somebody asked Tony Khan about calling an audible to make Swerve and Keith Lee lose right in front of them might have been one of the most disrespectful things Wait, I've ever seen happen because it's like. You know, if that was anybody else sitting there, the Bucks, FTR, and all that, they're not running that question. They're not asking that. They're understanding, oh, what's the Bucks, FTR? So they're going to let that happen. But I felt like it is because it, because it was swerving Keith Lee at that time. And, and the reason why that question got asked is because, A, I don't think AEW has established them as a real dominant team, right? I, I feel like FTR is way more established as a more powerhouse tag team and more believable to win every single title than Swerve and, and Keith, which is crazy because those two are two of the arguably most gifted guys in their whole entire company. And, and, you know, that's no shade to nobody. That's just speaking yeah. facts. Those guys can freaking go. So I just feel like it's kind of like, I, I don't know, again, it's kind of like the start-stop. It's kind of like, oh, I'm wondering how to drive. Oh, I hit the brick real quick. And it's like, it's hard for anybody to get behind it. Of course, the acclaim is going to be super over. Why? Because Max comes out with his mic and he does his thing. He knows how to pop. He takes the highest storylines. He'll flip it into something. And everybody's like, oh, like that was the thing. Last week, everybody's like, what is what is he going to say when he gets that mic? I know he's going to say something. So I just feel like, you know, for AEW, if they stop cutting themselves short and they be able to fully develop their characters and fully develop storylines, a lot of stuff will turn more into the positive instead of unfortunately the negatives. That's just me, though. As one man would say, stepping on their own dicks. Hold on. Hold, I, 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 Cornell did not say that. I did not say that, <laughs> oh, no, I did not say that at all. So I would like the record to reflect. Um, <laughs> I did not that say that at all. not me. No, and my lawyer, Greg, Greg um, Statman, my lawyer, Greg Statman, can, can testify to that and you know, clear me of any and all charges. He said, participation in this podcast is not an endorsement of any of the statements. It's made. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, Cornell, I, I, I know you do got to get out of here soon. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of go out of order just for you. I know. Um, oh, thank you. you. You are a huge, huge Roman Reigns fan. And this the, this reign that he's been on is unprecedented. And for what we're doing for the rewrite is we are picking a moment throughout his two-year reign where if you could pick an opponent that would have beaten him before he hit, you know, this this unprecedented, uh, what's it, 740-something now, almost 750? Yeah, he, he hasn't been pinned in, in over a 1,000 days, but go off. Insane, <clears throat> insane. But if, if you could pick anyone and kind of create a story out of that, like a moment, who who would you pick and, like, how, how would you have done it? See, my love for Roman runs deep. I was at the PC <laughs> when he uh, returned back from cancer, and mm. nobody, they shut down the PC, nobody was in there. So that Chronicle, when he's in the ring with, like, uh, uh, Kona Reese and everybody, um, the Chronicle, like I'm in the background of it. Um, when I was helping out Joey, who also does like all the Chronicles and all like the top tier documentaries for WWE, but uh, getting there, getting to know him, 
of those couple of days and talking to him. And it's like just us in there. So nobody else is in here and just hearing stuff that he was going through. Um, I was like, man. So when he came back, I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was on the other fence. I was like, man, they're doing the same stuff. I'm trying to force him. Let him be him because I actually go to the FCW shows down here in, in Tampa. And then when stuff transitioned to full sale, when the shield, you know, was making their way out, I was down there. So I watched him go. Um, so no, I, I, I appreciate the tribal chief and I acknowledge him. Um, however, if there was anybody that was going to be fortunate and blessed by God himself to beat the tribal chief, it would have to be my other fave, which would be Seth Rollins. Mm. At the Royal Rumble, I, and the only reason why is because you already have Brock and Roman already coming on that collision course because Brock had already, I mean, Roman had already caused Brock that title and all that kind of stuff, you know. So you already got some stuff already cooking. So I feel like you could have Brock and Roman finish off their feud at WrestleMania. And I feel like Seth going against a debut in Cody Rhodes and somehow dropping the title to Cody Rhodes, just like being that have been like, yo, what just happened here at WrestleMania night one type stuff? That's just a mark in me. But I think it would have been Seth. And, yeah. I only, and also, it's just Seth been the MVP. Like, you know, Roman, Roman has had amazing stuff. Five-star matches every single time. I don't care if it's a 30-second match, five stars. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Seth, Seth has been able to tell different kind of stories on a different level and being able to capture the audience. Um even if his story isn't as you know deeply seated as Roman, like Roman, him and him and Jay had one of the craziest feuds ever. Uh, but I feel like like Seth and Cody, like Cody wrestled one arm, and everybody's like, "Yo, that was a five star match." Yeah, Seth Seth Hell in a Cell with Edge, five star match. Seth's whole feud with Edge, incredible. Seth's feud with Riddle, like the fact that they sat there and talked to each other on TV for four minutes, and everybody was like, "Yo, what Seth said, yo, Riddle, you still there?" Like it's like, <laughs> it's like right, but, but it, it, it's those. Oh, it's but it's those kind of things that it's like, man, this guy is different. And like the fact that he wasn't even on SummerSlam, I think circled right back up at Class at the Castle. And it was like, yo, that match was hard. It's just yeah. like, I feel like Seth, yeah, that's the that's the only person I I could have logically say that it worked. Their history, right? Yeah. Seth pro, Seth for chair broke the shield, mm-hmm. right? And and the callbacks during the match, Seth coming out with the shield gear. There was a lot of oh, that was so hard, man. Oh, he came out with the gear, yeah, bro. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was so many mind games that Seth was able to psychologically mess with Roman that. If it all fell apart, it makes sense on why it fell apart for Roman. Um, so yeah, I, I would say Seth Rollins is my final answer, locking in. And I, I think that would have been so interesting too, with Seth as the Universal Champion going into WrestleMania with no opponent. Like just how like how crazy he is. Like, yo, I, how do I not have an opponent? Like, I'm just gonna do an open challenge, and the Cody yes. coming out, bro. Exactly. Oh my God, that's that's, that's real hip hop. <laughs> and, 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 and then Jesse Madden, Cody comes out, Cody beats him, and everybody's like, "Yo, wait, Cody just won the title." And everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's a shock factor, it's the wild factor." It's kind of like when Seth cast in on Brock and Roman yes. years ago and won the title, and it's the you know we call it the heist of the century. It kind of gives those kind of feels, but yeah, man, I, I think it would be Seth. Um, because also that three month reign of him being that title, holding that title, or whatever. He would have. He would have told. He would have gave you some bangers and told you some stories. Absolutely. Uh, so, nah, man. I, 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 again, Seth Rollins. That's 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 on me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, brother, we want to thank you again for for joining us on Rewriters Room, telling us these incredible stories, but bringing the spice, bringing the energy. I know I'm gonna probably see you on 2K later. Um, and, and also to thank you for helping me get my skills up in it too, man. It, it means see, a lot. You see that? No, no. You see, you see how the whole time it's like, oh, you're spicy. You're this. And he he didn't. So he didn't tell you. So the, the, when everybody comes into the RNC group and the Discord, there's rules and regulations you will follow. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. first thing is, I'm gonna touch your pockets, and I'm gonna like, hey, do you play WWE 2K? And if you say no, I'm gonna tell you, well, play WWE 2K22. Mm-hmm. And if you do play, I'm gonna ask you, what console are you on? 
they're like, well, I'm not on PS5. I'm like, well, I'm on everything. Mm-hmm. And then after that, <laughs> after that, I'm going to tell you, we got to fight. Yeah. And then it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win. And I'm gonna talk a lot of crap, and I'm gonna post about ten screenshots of every single match result. It's gonna be just like that. Back to I'm not gonna lose any hope. Mm-hmm. But then after we establish that I'm the one, I'm the best in the world. I'm the tribal chief, the head of the table. You know, he he, me me me. <laughs> once, but but no, but once, once, once you can see that I'm back at what I'm saying, then I'm gonna say, hey, so let's let's jump on. I'm, I'm gonna teach you some things and let's let's work. Because Absolutely. then it's like, then you you draw my bloodline. Mm-hmm. And then you know when 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 the tribal chief when he's with his bloodline he's at his, he's he's at the strongest. So if anybody ever came at like RNC like a different group, you know this this off the brand. If any other group really wants to accept the RNC as a little thing and try to challenge any of us, and everybody everybody is sharpened up because they the iron the iron sharpened all the other irons. Like, but you know, so he he always he always tells he you know he says this stuff. But yes, so yes, I did. He, we did load up, and I did do a lot of violence. But what I did show him was a different way to play. Absolutely. And if way to be aggressive to take out your opponent. That's, that's all it Absolutely. is. Yes. You know what's funny is that that's what you just said is like the whole plot of like the Jay and Roman feud. It's like I had to beat you up. You know, I had to make you tough. No, but Armand it made you better. The no, hell of a cell match made you no, better, Armand. No, Armand. You had to do that. Tell them, tell them what happened the other night. We had a best. <laughs> Didn't you have a series the other night? What happened the other night? Yeah, yeah. Me and John Barnes had since a seven match series. He had me down 0-2, came back 3-2, took another L, but I finished it off. Randy Orton, a little super RKO. So one. And he won. Yes, sir. Because he's a winner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a winner, right? See, you know what's crazy? He, he, he was like 72 to 96 hours removed from playing me for about 45 minutes to an hour after work. So he's putting in the time. Yeah, man. He's, put, yeah, he's man. grinding. He's grinding. He's in the Absolutely. dungeon. Listen, listen. If, if y'all thought <laughs> Stu's heart dungeon was crazy, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief, and I, I, I acknowledge your greatness and all you're doing. Thank you again for popping up on the show. Sorry for keeping you a little over time, but uh, this was, this was amazing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I really appreciate you guys for having me on here. Uh, please Patreons subscribe and the public people that's trying out for the first time, stay here, stick around for a very, 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 very long time. (laughs) Um, because it's great content. Um, it's great topic from, from three different diverse backgrounds that give you something different. And that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of podcasts or shows and all that, everybody kind of keeps the same formula. It's different. CC came over here and started freestyling, started talking, introducing Chan. Like, (laughs) God damn. And also, I mean, you'll never see somebody, uh, never see a podcast have three gentlemen, black gentlemen from Cornell University. Ivy League school, top of the line. So it's like, listen, man, they they smart. <laughs> they they real smart, but then they also, you know, they they have the information in the in the in the data to back up all of their opinions. Like you talking about John Legend with pancakes and waffles, like and and chicken. Like this is this is my kind of show. But anyways, <laughs> man, thank thank y'all so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank I appreciate you, y'all. I'll catch y'all on the Discord. Yes, y'all be brother. easy. All right. See. Proof. We well, we just got put over by the tribal chief. I mean, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. if, if 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 y'all wasn't listening before, if y'all ain't subscribed to the Patreon before, if you ain't bought WWE 2K yet, I, I think we just gave you multiple reasons to do so. But jumping back into the pre-write, um, I, I want to say hashtag CC was right. I remember a conversation we had. It might have been a year ago. Um, about Aaliyah and her her potential to be great. He did she, say that. He did say that. She she's got the look. 
She's got the quirky personality. All we really needed was to give her more time and the in-ring. And ever since she became a tag team champion with Raquel, the in-ring is stepping up. Did y'all see her do that spear on Friday? Did, 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 hey. did y'all see her do that spear on Friday? Hey. Man. Bless a little heart. She, she is working. Let me tell you She's going. I can't. I'm not the person. I'm not the guy who can spot any and every talent or whatever. What I'm really excellent at is experiencing something and being able to call that shit out again or whatever. Um, everybody noticed about me, whoever been close to me or whatever. I like weird girls. Weird ass girls is my that's my thing. You a weird ass girl, you probably gonna come hang with the kid over here. Like my <laughs> my, my lady's a weird ass girl. She great, but she knows she weird or whatever. Um, but I could, when I see that shit, I could call it, but there's like, there's like a certain level of like quirky and shit where you can sell the personality. And I immediately saw it in, in, uh, Nikki A.S.H. back when she was in NXT. Like I saw one clip of her and I was like, that's fucking, just put her in whatever she'll do it. Like she can do that shit. And then what I saw in Aaliyah or whatever, when she came out was you can see in her eyes that she's smiling through the fact that you're saying like you're kind of looking at her like who is this you know like why are you smiling so hard god god but she's like smiling through that shit and it's like oh okay whatever and then i saw her in ring and she like starts to do like these weird little things or whatever and i'm like oh okay all right i immediately see it i'm just like oh this is this makes total sense like if you ever need like kind of like the spunky chick and especially if you want to put a heel way on it like she can be the spunky chick but even be like a heel way or whatever but like she's got it she's just one of those people who's dedicated to like kind of selling what's going on and i picked up on that shit immediately but the other part that i picked up on was that she was really being herself with it and i was like if she can like get to the point where she really starts to believe in that and we're starting to see that shit now i'm like you have to you cannot discount this fact pretty people make more money i'm sorry like when when the when the wrestlers when the people who hire wrestlers are looking at wrestlers there you do you think there's a, a fucking coincidence that roman reigns is where he is right now part of the reason is because we all know what a lot of women think about roman reigns let's just like, <laughs> like yeah. we it's know. like my girlfriend said they're strong actors yes they're strong but they're still actors and one thing yeah. about actors they're beautiful people like yeah, I mean, exactly. that's just how it works bro like mm -hmm. this is what i'm saying you can't so, be having like, no ugly world champion for too long bro you just bro. can't so sorry <laughs> bro <laughs> plus another huge factor which is social media and gaming and stuff and there's all these different forms of content where people exist and then you look at her again and then you go well shit if she's gonna to commit to that in ring with her body what well, this ain't shit to do with like oh let's shoot a little skit over here let's go send her over there she can like appear on this show blah 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 she can like play she can play up certain things or whatever so i was just like no nope, that's money right there we started to see that shit i told you man i can see that shit you you had the vision my brother you had the vision chan what, what you feeling pre-rain wise my brother so you know i hate to say this I hate to be this guy but um ronda rousey is growing on me um, I think I've been bitten. Same. Um, it was something about how she stepped to Shane and was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, don't, don't like ask, don't, I don't want luck. Get revenge. Like, like woman up. Like that spoke to me in a way. I was like, oh, like, yeah, be tough. Like you, you shouldn't be nice. Like you are mad violent. Like there shouldn't be no, like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to try hard and be, no, like I'm better than you. And I think she's leaning more into that. Hopefully, you know. That's part of her character evolution is getting that way. But it's something about it. It's doing for me. It's 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 working for me. Maybe it's the live component, too, of like, that's a good foil for her. I don't know. But something about Ronda just being rude 
and then just being like, no, I'm going to come in and squash y'all. Like, yeah. Sonia, you are not as good as me. Like, you yeah. simply are not. Like, that. something about that speaks to me. And I also think part of what I'm also feeling is, like, a Charlotte in the ether, and I really enjoyed their last couple matches. And so I'm like, if we could run that back, wouldn't hate it, you know? So I don't know, but Ronda's the pink gi with, I know that was like for a trainer stuff, but that was a cool. So, oh, she is like, can you like learn about her as a person? Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that's cool. You know, I don't know. She's, it's just, it's working for me for whatever reason. Maybe it's Triple H, you know, that's one of his people. Maybe that's yeah. what it is, but I'm liking it. They're, they're doing a really good job adding layers to her character because, and we've talked about this before, you know, when she came in, in 2018 it's like oh shit like the the greatest mma woman ever is a wwe wrestler so like that's kind of the thing that we attach to her and then you see her her debut match with kurt versus triple h and stephanie you're like okay she can go in the ring she wins the raw women's title she's cooking everybody and then she runs into becky and charlotte at wrestlemania she takes the l she goes away she's away for like three years comes back at the royal rumble wins it and they're still trying to push her as as a face, but she's she's kind of an awkward face. And it's also that that luster of her being, you know, for, for, from the UFC, it's kind of over. So it's like, what are they going to do with her next? And they, they try to push her as a face again. It felt awkward. Her, her, her mic work improved a little bit, but she still wasn't there. And now it's like she's the baddest woman on the planet. The baddest woman on the planet should be a heel. She becomes Perfect. a heel. It just feels so much more natural. Yeah. She, you know she, what I like to go ahead. She started doing is like there was she would do this thing where like in obviously if you watch her else you notice this before she would like do her last finisher she would talk mm-hmm. and like say something and at first it would feel like she was talking back to the crowd like she was legitimately like responding to them or upset and which is you know whatever but now you can tell she's like thought about what she's about to say like with the yes. match so she was like yeah I'm about to break her arm no I'm not about to I'm about to and she like she's like working into it and you would tell she's like leaning into her actual character of like no before I do my finisher I have a little thing I'm gonna do and I'm actually taking the time to think about it and plan it and do swerves and like that to me I like it's not purely that UFC reactionary like I just have emotion I'm showing it. it's like no I'm playing a role and I'm gonna like sell to the crowd a little bit and do the little like circusy stuff that maybe I thought was stupid but you know has value at the end of the day. This is some carny shit. It's wrestling. Like, you know, you got to do the stuff. And so just even little details like that, I enjoy better. Bro, somebody, something happened. Like, something happened in between, like, a couple months ago and what she did uh, with Adam. Uh, yeah. When he, when she, something fucking happened. Even, like, you could start to see it when she was throwing the money out because it was kind of awkward, but I could see where she was going. That was so fire. But something <laughs> happened where she was, I, somebody just got in her ear and told her, it was like, yo, like, fucking talk to these niggas, bro. Yeah. Like, talk, like, you know. That, you know who you are? Like, <laughs> rock, talk yeah. to this nigga. Like, somebody yeah. told her to do that yeah. shit. Yeah. She got on with Adam, and I'm looking at her. She's got the mic in her hand. She's, like, standing next to Adam, Adam looking at the contract, blah, 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 like, looking back. And I'm like, God damn, she looked natural as hell. This is like all smooth as fuck right now. None of this feels awkward. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, they go through the whole segment. And then, you know, you can tell she's doing so well that Adam realizes he needs to do a good job. Yeah. Yep. That, like, I, I'm calling you a bitch line. You can see he's kind of like pumping himself okay, up. Okay, yeah. And that's because she had the energy. So it's like, oh shit, she making other niggas do their promo better. Yes. Oh shit! And then I was like, mm. okay, now we got a Ronda. And then yeah, when they showed her with Shayna backstage, <laughs> and she was like, "Yo, fuck all that other shit. Like, let me know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, oh, right. I said, yeah. whoa, we we got yeah. something here. She said, yeah, 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 hold on, 
But all I know is I need that nigga and that nigga and wait maybe one or more other nigga to just be in like this fucking uh, WWE shit or whatever, just fucking destroying niggas. Like I love what Control is doing, but like Ronda and Shayna and potentially another person, but like just them two, they give me like a female like APA plus yes. something else. Yes, it's just yeah. like oh shit, like you and part of it is everybody getting their ass yeah. beat. And that's the thing. Everybody's getting their ass beat. Like mm-hmm. Rhonda and also Shayna can plausibly be in the ring. It's like Rhea, whereas Rhea's in a ring with Dominic. And it's like, no, Rhea is the dominant athlete here. Mm-hmm. Like Rhonda was in that ring with Adam. It's like, no, Adam, you should be afraid. Yeah. And it's like, no, they are like legitimately like scary. Where it's like, no, anyone outside of like obviously some like Braun Strowman, like, like if Rhonda and Shayna are in the ring with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Packed up. It's, it's an even match. Like it's it's, it's physically <laughs> there's no advantage there. Like they are sizable and like know how to fight. And so yeah, it's like that's a totally scary fact. It's like a different level of like no, they can step to really anybody. CC, what you got for your pre write, my brother? Um, shit. The, the title of my pre write is Trick Love the Kids, but not Tony. Mm. Um. <laughs> I uh, so I've been showing my girl the product as I'm sure <laughs> y'all have or whatever. And you know, because I show show her like multiple products, she's seen like the WWE, so she's seen AEWs or whatever. And she go, you know, she's has some questions as some other people when she sees AEW. She's like, why don't they do X, Y, and Z? Blah blah. You know, not to the point of a formula, but because specifically her she you know works in marketing she communication like all of that kind of stuff is her lane entertainment she knows this shit so she's like she knows how to produce a show so she's looking at this shit saying why are they doing certain things and i'm like i don't know man but i look at that shit and i'm like you know you can work that out over time you know what i mean like i've seen you can look at any niggas first like podcast and stuff or whatever if they've done like videos and shit armand yoshi like i'm sure you've probably looked at your ocean now i'm like damn i can't believe i just had that basic setup like with uh, just yep. that one angle or whatever you know what i mean yeah. so it's like so i get that what i don't get is the basic part of this which is what chan just pointed to a little while ago this is carny shit you know, the word carny comes from like carnival. When you're running a carnival, who you usually want to bring are like families, particularly kids or whatever. And there's mo- there's big business reason for that or whatever, right? Because multiple people get hungry, multiple ne- people need to get on the ride. So if I can bring one car with like five people in it, I'm expanding how many how many things I'm selling and stuff like that. It's just good business to do or whatever. And in addition to that, kids are like, it's cheaper to impress them. It's easier to impress them and you can keep them hooked for a good amount of time because what you're giving them, no, it's not like they're an adult living a life and this thing needs to be really yeah. with them. And like, they're not, it's not their money being spent too. Like that's a big factor. Yeah. So they can always just ask for it. So like certain things like that, you have to keep in mind whenever you're running a business and when you're running a business like wrestling, which is a business that almost everyone who's either in or on the outside of it, but has something to do with it will tell you, yeah, when I was a kid, I saw blah, blah, blah. And that's when I fell in rest, love of wrestling for the most part. Some people fall in love as adults, but for a lot of people, they fall in love as kids. It's just like the one thought I had when I was just watching AEW this past uh, Wednesday was how the fuck is a kid supposed to fall in love with this? Like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh shit. Like, cause I always thought about looking at the crowds and I was like, yeah, I get that they're edgy. So there's going to be a lot of adults, but I was like, bro, this is like the fourth time I done watched this shit. And I, where the fuck are the children? Like, I know there's like a couple kids here and there or whatever, but it's just like, when you think about it, like 
why the fuck would you sell action figures if there's not kids there to buy action figures? Why would you sell goofy ass shirts if there's not kids who like goofy ass designs to buy these shirts? Like, yes, some adults are going to buy it. But what you really want to do is put it on a seven year old, send that nigga to school and have all this other seven year olds go, oh, what is that goofy shit? And get more seven year olds because that's not going to happen with adults. Niggas don't show up to work and see <laughs> niggas with a bullet club shirt and be like, oh, nigga, where'd you get that? Like. So, like, from a yeah. business standpoint, you talking about how much money you got, I can clearly tell that, like, for one, we all know this, like, you didn't go out and get that money. Not only that, I don't know how good you are at maintaining that money, but you certainly aren't good at, like, going out and getting more or whatever. And this is not a dig to you. This is a, a critique to help you, like, level up from a business standpoint. Why are you only focusing on people who like edgy, not WWE shit? There's so much, many more, many more people out there. There's a bunch of kids and like younger people who are into gaming, but are also not into WWE who might actually fit your, like, what are you doing to go out and get them besides putting a 170 pound nigga in a halo uh, outfit or whatever? I just don't get, <laughs> like, this is what I'm saying. So it's just like, you know. When I look at this shit, I'm just like, listen, there's a lot of things that could be fixed here. But from a foundational business standpoint, there are certain things that are going to be missed that I don't think that are like if unless they get fixed, they're not even going to get the chance to fix like the production level shit that we're talking about. So like, dude, uh, I don't know. Like to me, this shit looks like a snowball. Somebody needs to put their foot down and kind of like stop this shit because uh, it should look weird. But it's just like, man, I just thought about it. And I was just like, why doesn't your promotion like kids? Like, for you real? know, you know, what it was my. My first clue to that was when I I saw on YouTube, I followed their YouTube account. Cause I like to watch some of their stuff. Contrary to probably, I do be watching some of their stuff. My boy Malachi Black is gone, but he was there. So I had to see make sure he was all right. When they they'll put some of just the entrances on YouTube and not put them on TV. And I'm like, I get it. Them long ass Roman 12-minute entrances are boring. But you know who doesn't think about that? Children. Children love watching these. I was a kid. I love give me a fucking 20-minute Undertaker zombie entrance every single I'm Friday. And I watch the whole thing. I'm, I'm locked, locked in. in. Kids don't care. But you're the, you're not the, the pageantry. The pageantry, the cool stuff. And then having even it's so stupid. But you know what pops me every time is the pictures of like, oh, this is Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks during Triple H's entrance. And these are these wrestlers during this entrance. Like, even to have that little stuff of like, oh, this is Seth Rollins helping out John Cena. When he was, like, that is cool. And just to not have that is like, yeah, you're not thinking about the children. You're thinking about the adults who just want to watch the wrestling. Like, you're not thinking about the kids who are just want to go to YouTube and just, I will just watch Undertaker Returns, top 10. I'll just watch them. That's all I want to, I don't want to watch the match. I want to watch the Undertaker entrance. That's what I want to see. Like it's it's you're not tapping in on that level, and that's how you say you're not serious about your business. So you say you're just you not. You know how many times I've watched Stone Cold shower them in beer and Kurt Angle with the milk truck? Like you don't I understand. Watch like it's like <laughs> as a kid, that's all you want to see. You're not thinking of like work rate at seven. You don't yeah. know what a, a a LaBelle lock is versus a, a Kinshasa. You don't know these things. Yeah, and you know I I think something that I've just. Recently, because I've, I've been watching AEW more, like I watched All Out. I, I tap in the dark as well too. Like I've I've been making sure to be aware of the product as I critique it. And I think I'm not you know, fifty matches in a row. I'm sorry, uh, bro. Yeah, all, all, all Out was a lot. Like I I I started watching it like pretty late into it because I, I brunched that day, so I took a long mimosa nap. But like, but even what I watched was just a lot. And like my girl was like, "This shit is still going on." I was like, "Babe," <laughs> because the day before we watched Clash at the Castle, four hours done. For like like quality stuff you got in you got out but it was like 
you were entertained. Like, I, I think um, we were with their friend. Well, I don't think he watches wrestling. Uh, opening with the Bianca, Asuka, Alexa match versus Damage Control, he was like, yo, that shit was so cool. Like, that was so cool. Like, the women's wrestling is incredible. And I think, you know, what we got to realize with AEW, while they want to be competition at WWE, they're just not equipped. Like, they just don't see the full picture. They just don't they, – they don't have that vision. Like, Tony Khan so badly wants to be like Vince or he wants to be better than Vince. But, like, you don't think like Vince, bro. Like, or H now, rather. But, like, you you just don't – you don't get it. And – I, you know, they, they they got a lot of reassessing to do. Like, you know, it, it will take a really long look in the mirror for him to accept, like, all right, while I love all these wrestlers I'm signing and these are dream matches to me, I got to do shit that the people are going to care about. I got to do shit that the kids will care about. And, like, I, I just don't think, like, he's got that. He he just doesn't have that that higher level of of business mind and and wrestling mind like he's just putting on cool matches with flips and cool indie guys that his fan base enjoys and and that's Nick fine, bro. Said in the scrum i thought it i did this because i thought the fans would think that was cool or whatever and i was like that's you don't that's know the fans business decision <laughs> it's just because you thought it was cool bro <laughs> what <laughs> that's how you make 50 dollars a pay-per-view bro these pay-per-view tickets are expensive dog yeah. bro this yeah. is what i'm saying i'm like these are investments being made people are wa- also like you don't get to decide like whether or not this like show gets broadcasted and these people get paid that's the other thing like people's livelihoods are dependent on this and it don't feel like niggas is taking that seriously which i'm being serious bro like as someone who's like in the process of building a business right now one of the hugest things i'm focusing on is oh if i bring somebody in how can i make sure i i never have to look at them and say like yo i don't know how you gonna feed yourself and possibly like your family or whatever blah blah because we not really doing like what i can never put myself in that position like what the fuck bro come on man this is ridiculous to me i'm sorry it's 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 embarrassing man and like you know i've, I've been having a lot of con- i remember a year ago when cm punk debuted and punky and uh, brian and cole came a bunch of my boys tell me yo wwe is cooked miss mcmahon is shaking in his boots i, I talked to them recently i was like so how how you feeling about cm punk's first year like how you feel about aw world they're like yo it's a mess over there i'm like I told you I'll wait and see. I don't, I don't want to shit on it. I don't want to be like, I told you so. But, like, honestly, I, I'm sorry for y'all because y'all want to enjoy this product so much. You grew up watching WWE, which WWE has its misses. I, I would never say WWE is perfect. But they, they, they shoot a high percentage. And AEW had all of the potential to really be not just a viable, like, second option, but, like, even, like, take over. Like, they had WWE on the ropes, and they have fumbled Everybody, all these game changers, Keith Lee and Swerve that we talked about, they, they, they just hand a Cesaro the ROH title and like just all this, all this shit. And it's just, it's just, it's not looking good, man. It's really, really not looking good. Um, Do you but, know, uh, you know, AEW debuted in 2019. Yep. Do you know how many people have been AEW champion? Five, right? Five or six? It was uh, Jericho, Moxley, Omega, Hangman Page, and, and then Punk. Uh, Punk. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and it's gone back and forth between Moxley and Punk. Like, yeah. be serious, bro. Yeah, it's like <laughs> long reigns are cool in making someone look dominant, but the reign has to be good. And from what I know, people didn't seem too high on Jericho. People were happy for Moxley, but it, it kind of got old. Kenny Omega is just, you know, he's, he is who he is. They made Hangman Page look like a fucking chump 
He yeah, looks like a chump during his reign. And and then you put it on Punk, and Punk is Punk is a two-time AEW world champion. Maybe six three times at this point, six days. He, he hasn't days, even been champion for a combined week because he's so fragile. It's it's just like man, Person. man, and, and, and then when he has to give the title up again, you do this tournament, but like you give us Hangman Page and Brian in the first round, a match that was for the title months ago. You give us you give that away in the first round, and you make Hangman Page look like even more of a chunk. Like come for on, Sammy man. Guevara. Come for Sammy on, Guevara. Man. All this, all this for Sammy Guevara. Come on, man. Like it's just it's be just, serious. Like, you know, I'll I'll slander, I'll critique, but but you look at that roster, it's like you could be doing so much. Why, why is Malachi Black not gotten a world title match yet? Yo, they do not have a bad rock. Like, that's they the don't. Thing. They, they have mad talent. They got NXT started, black and gold. They got the whole roster. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I was say, when first kind of started, I wasn't really into a lot of the niggas I was like there initially or whatever. Cause I had I hadn't really, I don't, I'm not really in, into the indie shit and, and I'm, I'm not really watching other than the E. That's what I started with or whatever. So that's just mainly, I mainly do it to catch up with. The shit that I already uh, was on, so like I'm not really catching up with that shit or whatever, right? But I'm I'm paying attention or whatever, and I'm watching here and there. And over time, I'm looking, and I'm like, all right, okay, that guy can kind of talk or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that okay, that guy wrestles good. And I'm looking, and I'm like, all right, they have more and more of that to the point where they got people you know wrestling online, and you know they got put everybody in factions and stuff. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this is overbloated. A lot of this is fat that you can just cut off or whatever, yes. right? And then a lot of these are guys that you can take or whatever. And regardless of how it feels to your fans, you need to like make sure that they always look crazy. There's no reason I should see Warlow in the ring for more than two minutes ever. Like he should just be, that's your Goldberg. Just have this nigga come out, destroy niggas or whatever. And then eventually he works his way up to, you know, destroy somebody who's like closer to the top. And that's great because you can now take that person who's closing at the top, close at the top and run a new angle with them to where they're like, protecting their stuff away from this beast monster kind of thing there's like multiple ways but you know you would have to think down the line to fucking do that it's mm-hmm. just like i don't understand why like you want to it's like you know what it's like it's like someone walks in the pantry and they're like i could make a meal out of like those five ingredients these seven ingredients or these 12 but they're like instead i'm gonna try to cook a meal for the next three months with everything that's in this fucking pantry like <laughs> why what for what? <laughs> Bro, it's 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 just like a rapper who puts out like a 25 song album that isn't even that good and immediately gives you a deluxe with like 15 more songs. It's like, bro, <laughs> you you wouldn't even let the first album that wasn't that good cook, and you immediately want to drop this. Like, like you, you want to go number one so bad that you're trying to game the system, but you're not giving quality, you're just giving a lot of quantity, and that's that's not it. Like Pusha T's um uh album 2018 Daytona, seven songs, fantastic album though. And then you look at all these younger rappers, all these Lils giving you 25 song albums. And it's like, bro, if you, if you cut this down and you just focused, if you focused, you can have something great here. That's what you got to do when your shit is stepped on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, let's jump into this free ride. That's enough. AW talk for me. Um, Cece, I want to ask you, man, what stipulation would you put on a Rey Mysterio versus Dom Mysterio match? All right, I thought about this one. Um, and here's what I thought. When Mr. when Ray was bringing his family around for uh, um, different segments and stuff, first of all, both his wife and daughter are, they're great at, at this shit too. Mm-hmm. They got it. 
it's in the whole the whole family got this shit. They like this got the wrestling bug, like you can tell. So here's what I was thinking, or whatever. You could just do uh um kind of like a disowning match or whatever, where it's like whoever loses get kicked out of the family. And they, and they mom and sister is there watching that shit from my nigga. Had a household match. Whoever wins a household, household yes. Had a household match. Man at the table. I was who, thinking, who, I was like, head table. Exactly. Who could yeah. how could we? I was thinking like I was like, how could I tie back in like kind of like what was going on with like Eddie with the kind of like the family thing without directly going at Eddie? Like, because I don't want to use Eddie, you know, you don't want to use Eddie, but you kind of like it does make sense to kind of stay in that lane since one, they are family. Two, they've already kind of done that. So it would be like kind of a cool callback to do family stuff. But like considering how good like the, the wife and daughter are, are acting or whatever, I think you run that angle. You could run that for like two months or whatever and have it climax at a pay-per-view where they do a household match. It's just like whoever loses, they get disowned from the family or whatever. They have to it's drop. Like, oh, they, it's a fight for the last name Mysterio. I was just Whoa. about to say, loser has to lose the last name. I was Come just on, about let's to go. say that. It's like, it's like Shane versus... Events, uh, but just two guys can wrestle a little bit more. Like, I mean, it's the same right. basic premise right. of like, except for the company, it's the last name, the Mysterio Legacy. I don't Ooh. care what you call it, and you're wrestling for the legacy, and it can be a ladder match with the with a mask up there. That's what I was you just about to say. Nigga, I hope somebody listening to this shit. Please, Alexi Brady, because because that yeah. would be such that would be such a crazy callback to the two that the infamous yeah. 2005. Custody of Don Mysterio match. Custody, yes. custody of uh, of the Mysterio legacy, the Mysterio yes. name. What a shot! Just yeah, pull down the mask. Yes. Oh. oh my god! Oh. It's just it's oh. it's, just, it's right wow. there. WrestleMania oh thirty. It's right. That would be like the video packages of like the mom and sister going back and forth, choosing sides. In the end, like the mom like turns on Ray because he's like, "That's my son. I can't let him lose her." Like you could just go so many ways. It would be like a, a telenovela. It could be beautiful. Like. Oh, get I am, Oh my god, it's just I am, be crazy. I am salivating at this idea. Yeah. <laughs> salivating at this idea. Uh Chan, I want to ask you if the bloodline were to have a tag match at Survivor Series, would you rather it be Drew and, and Imperium, Drew and the Brawling Brutes, or Drew and some of Roman Reigns' past ops? And if it were Drew and some of Roman Reigns' past ops, who would you put with Drew in that match? So I just want to make sure, because uh, I was thinking about this for the question. We're saying all four of the bloodline, not just like so, Roman's not in a title match. He's he's wrestling with his like so, family, so it's all four of them. So yeah, Roman, Jay, Jimmy, Solo, and I mean like I thought about so, yeah, like Sammy Five. Sammy. Like are we going? I was, I, so so it's it's like two different ways they could do. It. I was thinking if Roman yeah. Reigns at, at that point has a champion versus champion match, then Sammy, right. Jimmy, Jay, and Solo potentially. Okay, okay, then okay, I will do the four. I do like. It's something about like the 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 Imperium versus Brawling Bruce match is fire. I oh have never in my life, and I've shandered Seamus a lot, never been so interested in that. He deal. is over. Like when I say that he did them twenty five beats in the Bowery, and I was doing them. He is like over. He, like Rover. He has oh never God. been more captivated. Like my hat's off. Crowd was I, screaming. Shane missed. He looked back and he was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I, I, I feel. I feel, I feel like he he didn't expect that just because like multiple. Yeah. He's he's been so consistent. He's been such a workhorse. It's like you know you you fuck with Sheamus in ring, but but bro, and it's just like wow, like wow. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was gonna say like, yeah, it was it was like he. This is a man who's been a multiple time world champion, and he has never. I've never like watching that match, Clash Cast. I was like, I almost got emotional. Like, I'm so happy for you, bro. Yeah. Because like when I say these people is banging with you right now, like they they like you have never been this over, and that's got to be a wild feeling to come out in a whole country is like, nah, like we we're here for you. That was fire. But something because about, it, it was yeah. such a natural baby face turn. Like, yeah, hundred like, percent. It, it wasn't like rigid, and it just like happened out of nowhere. It's just like. Oh shit! Like this is happening. Like we need to go with this because this is what's this is what they want. The like, people have spoken. Bro, this is such good shit. I'm watching. I'm watching '99, and the whole time I was watching late '97 to this right now. That's exactly what they were doing, or whatever. Like that's why The Rock ends up getting his chance, or whatever, and turning into like the corporate champ at some point. That's why man. That's why. That's why uh, mankind gets his. Like mankind got his music because the crowd was pushing him. Then he got the championship, and it was like, all right, you need new music now. So they got. In real time, like when you when it happens like that, psh, shit is amazing. Yeah. yeah, but I have to say, like getting that man Gunther close to the tribal chief, it's something cosmic about that man. Really it feels awesome. it feels like it it just feels like that's that's it's something special right there, man. I just feel like getting getting Gunther. It's just the Imperium. The, the Imperium entrance is. Bro, it's I, just I, beautiful. man. Especially the way that they introduced uh, Vinci at, at Clash. Yes. Because like I, I I didn't expect that. It's like you know he yeah. he was he was doing a solo thing NXT. It's cool, whatever. This is where he belongs. Like this is really where he belongs. And the way that they they emphasized him and then yep. introduced Gunther and they all come out in the all black. Like it's, oh, it's I've never seen a tracksuit look so regal. Right. Like it's it's. With just the country flag on the trunk, it's beautiful. So I think Bloodline with their kind of like family where wildness and the Imperium's kind of like business aspect to it. And then you have Drew being like, we're going to do this a Euro, a Euro guys thing and like respect each other type, you know, the maddest thing. I just think that when you talk about like a collision course, and I think it obviously, like I said, it sets up the end of the match where, you know, if Drew and them win, Roman comes out, he's staring down Drew and Gunther and you're just like, I mean, this... This is mania. I mean, this is money. Give right me here. that triple threat match. Yeah, give me that trouble every day of the oh, week. Oh man, you know. So yeah, I think Imperium with Drew is just it's just too special to pass up. Um, for me, Bobby Lashley versus Gunther at Survivor Series. How would that match end? This is tough for me, man, because the, these are two guys that they have. This is some of the best presentation that they've ever done with the mid card titles, like main eventing shows, and they just. They feel so important. Bobby is super protected, but but Bobby's the best he's ever been in his career. And I, I know I've been critical of him, but like I I I gotta hand it to a man. Like he's putting on great matches. Steel Cage match with Miz, like the the match with Ciampa, the match with AJ Styles. Like he's Bobby's doing his thing, and Gunther it just goes without saying, man. Like Gunther could beat you with a chop, a power bomb, a lariat. Like he could do whatever. So the way this match would end, man, I I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because like. I can see a scenario where Bobby picks up Gunther for, for, for that, that that vertical suplex and he's holding him on one arm and calling the crowd into it. But then I can see Gunther chopping the shit out of Bobby's pecs. And, but Bobby got big pecs, so that's that. That's oh going to sound, that, sound crazy. I feel like Gunther would probably end up going over, though. Um, perhaps due to Kaiser and Vinci getting involved. I, I don't know. Like I think we'd see a spot where like Bobby puts one of them in the hurt lock. And then like Gunther pops up behind him, turns him around, chops some power bomb, get the get the W. So it wouldn't necessarily be clean, but I feel like I would probably have Gunther go over. And Bobby loses nothing losing to Gunther. Yeah. Man. 
Like he he, he loses nothing losing to Gunther, yeah. especially like the title isn't on the line. This, this is a showcase, brand versus brand, so like it's fine. But I, I think I'll probably have Gunther go over and you know at some point if one of them go to each other's shows, you know, without their title and then they have a title match like that, that that match would be phenomenal. Like you, you, you know, you don't got to put a stick on it. Just just like just, 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 give me two out of three falls, actually. You know what would also be kind of spicy in the in a in a, a Bobby Gunther match is if you could somehow get Cedric and Shelton back. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like if 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 Ludwig and Vinci are doing something and they come out and help Bobby, and even if Bobby still loses, and that could be a cool like that's a takeaway positive for Bobby that he's got his muscle back with him and the hurt oh, business kind of back. Turn the hurt business uh, face, yeah, immediately, immediately yeah. over. And it's like there, there's so many great tag teams now. Like I, I've enjoyed the whole champion versus champion thing that the, that they started since 2016. I think with so many good tag teams now, like the, the, the tag division just feels like oh shit. Like there's a lot of really good options. I, I think they should go back to the whole like not just like five on five like feuds, like feuds yeah. within tag teams. Like like right now they have Hit Row working with Street Profits, and then Los Lotharios working with Maximum Male Models. Like. I, I, like you could do four on fours, you could add somebody to those teams, or do like American Alpha with um, the Viking Raiders versus like New Day and the, I, I don't even know, like maybe uh, Riddle and Randy Orton when Randy Orton comes back. Like there's so many great things they could do. Like I'm, I'm getting so excited thinking about Survivor Series. That is one of my favorite um, PLEs and thinking about the potential of it because the champion versus champion match is going to be hard. But if if they kind of go away from that and do like four on four blood feud matches and then have actual title matches on the show. Then this could shape up to be one of the best Survivor Series that we've seen in, in quite some time. So I'm, I'm just excited, fancy booking it for real. Um, but to get into our rewrite, this is a man that we've rewritten before. But, um, you know, as as we said earlier, before Cordell had to pop out, Roman Reigns, man, an, an unprecedented run. And we've waxed poetic on this man so many times. I mean, the, the, the in-ring has stepped up. The mic work has stepped up. The presentation of the character, the merch. The, the bloodline forming. It's just like, this nigga got so many cousins, man. Like, you just, you just, like. <laughs> hey, did you see the thing from First Take today? Speak, you see how timing works out? Did you yeah. see, oh, for, bro was wearing a Roman Rachel on First Take said, acknowledge your daddy. Mm-hmm. The impact. Bro. Yeah. The impact. It's, it just moved a little. <laughs> just, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The island yeah. of relevance. Welcome. Yeah. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, yo, to, to, to give him this after, the way his career has gone, you know, coming in with the shield was incredible. And, you know, they were really trying to push him as a face and people weren't really taking to it. And then, you know, he gets cancer and leaves and he comes back and people are happy, but then they go right back to booing him. Like they, they really locked in an incredible character. He's been a great champion. We've said this before on the show, me and Chan, we talked about it before we started recording the amount of TV defenses of that title that he's had, the Braun Strowman match. Daniel Bryan match, the Finn Balor match, the Riddle match, the the uh, Sami Zayn match, the, 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 the Tez match. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and then his non-title matches, Montez, Xavier Woods, like, the, the the man has been a very present champion. I know, like, recently he's kind of, he hasn't been on the show as much, but it just makes him feel even more important because when they advertise Roman Reigns going to be on, on SmackDown on Friday, you're going to tune in. It's like something important is going to happen. And so, you know, I, I really got to hand it to him. As much as I was ready to see him lose at Clash of the Castle, because I love Drew McIntyre, like, I I have no problem with this this reign. Like, it's been one of the most interesting, exciting reigns. And, like, long reigns are hit or miss. Like, if, if you don't have the right opponents or if you just don't do things right, like, it can get really, really old. But uh, this reign has been absolutely crazy. So I, I, I got to hand it to him, Paul Heyman, even Jay and Jimmy Uso, Sami Zayn yeah. is doing his best work solo. Yes. 
Um, so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's just been, it's been fantastic. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about Roman. I just want to say something. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, and this is just, it's just a, a perfect to me example of how great this reign is. Whoever came up with the simple phrase, acknowledge me, mm-hmm. should write a book. Like that, that is like, that. it's so just like to the two words, to the point. And it's like, it encapsulates the whole character. Like, I don't need you to bow. I don't need you to do anything. I don't need you to just, I need you to acknowledge. So you and I both know I'm your tribal chief. Acknowledge me. Stopped in the middle <laughs> of the match, asked for a microphone, looked at 60,000 niggas <laughs> that he'd probably never see again and said, Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. I don't. You don't have to move. You don't have to call nobody in your seat where you're at to yourself. It could be between you and your deepest, darkest secret. But deep down, you know, you know, I'm your tribal chief, and that's that's the energy he comes with everything. Now, and that's the that confidence. It's yeah. something where it's like as soon as he came back, you're like, oh no, he's he's in a different. This Dude, is different. Like when he came back during that match the with the, the thing, yeah, where he oh, yeah. So the reporter, bro, bro, what do you want me to do? I want shit. you to acknowledge me. I love, I love that, 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 that he stays in character. I love that he stays in character. Y'all said was dead. Y'all told yeah. me K-Fade was dead. Yeah. He said, you, he said, you goddamn right you do. And yeah. walked off. And it's, it, it's also, it's also the, the progression of the acknowledgement because it started as something that like he would say in promos against other guys. Yeah. And now it's something that when he steps into the ring and he's talking to the crowd, he says it to them and everyone puts their ones up and everyone goes yeah. crazy, whether they're booing or cheering. Like it's become this thing that, you know, when Roman it's Reigns like, gets a mic, you have to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like the inverse. This is how powerful it is too. And this is how like, People like Kurt Angle, Johnson, know this. You can have a you suck that's actually beloved. It's just a thing we're doing. And the acknowledgement, if you're like watching it literally, it's a negative thing. He's telling you how not good you are. Like you need to bow down to me. And everyone is just that excited to do it. Like that's how over he is. I'm like, of course, of course, Roman. Like you've just shit on my city for 30 seconds. But of course, I'm going to raise my finger. Even though I want Drew to win, I have to acknowledge you. Like what, what else could I do? It feels like. Un, it's like it's not. I mean, of course, yeah, yeah. you are the tribal chief. Yeah, like it's that's how right. that's how beautiful it, it's. And it's not even a. It's a full sentence acknowledgement. Yeah, and you it's, know exactly what to do. It's that quick acknowledgement. It's incredible. It's incredible. But incredible. for a rewrite, over the course of this two year reign, Roman has faced a lot of elite opponents, and I'm not gonna lie, there have been a lot of moments where I thought, oh man, Cena gonna do it, or oh man, Finn gonna do it, or oh man, Kevin Owens gonna do it, and none have been able to do it. However, for our rewrite, if you all could pick an opponent that would beat Roman Reigns over the course of his two-year reign and take that universal title, who would it be and how would you do it? Um, all right, I'll start. All right, so I got it. Uh, the first one that you said, that's what I, that's what I thought was going to happen, so I'm going I'm to just do this right now. Um, everything happens the way it normally happens, um, all the way up to Cena at SummerSlam. Um but uh with Cena, oh wait, let me uh let me just double check to make sure. Hold on a second. Cena at SummerSlam. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. So that's what yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, cool. So like Cena with SummerSlam, right? They have the match or whatever. Like, you know, they're having the match at SummerSlam, everything's going the way it's going, or whatever. Um, it looks like Roman's about to win at one point, but then Cena does a Superman thing and kind of kicks out. 
Roman's like, I don't know what I, I need to do or whatever. Um, Cena comes, it looks like he's about to F you on, but then like Roman kind of like, as he's like lifted in the air, he like Superman punches him or whatever, but he like Superman punches him is to, into the ref and then the ref gets hit. So like the ref is like out and then like Roman's like, look, well, I tried all this other stuff or whatever. Like, you know, he's like, you know, pass me a chair or whatever. He's going for the chair or whatever. Um, as soon as he's about to swing the chair or whatever, ref is still down or whatever. Uh, John Cena uh, just like uh, kind of kicks him. He drops the chair. He goes to hit the FU. I call it that. I'm sorry. That's what it's called. He hits the FU to Roman on the chair or whatever. And he ends up winning. Uh, oh, prior to this, he had hit the, hit the FU like maybe once or twice. Let's call it twice or whatever because it's Roman or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I hit it twice. He is at the third time on the chair, whatever Roman's out. Rev just gets back up, slow count. John Cena wins the championship at SummerSlam. We like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? Roman is out of his, like, he has lost it. He's like, what the fuck? Like, he just cannot believe it. Cena is like having a great time. Cause if you remember, Cena was like playing with Roman at this point, whatever. Like, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, he he's basically treating it like you know I am John Cena I'm the I'm the one where it's just like you know we you think nobody can kind of win I'm the one who kind of wins or whatever and like that's what they're kind of playing on for this or whatever so um that's why we all thought like oh it could really be Cena or whatever so like Cena plays on that even more after he wins or whatever and he knows that Roman wants to come and get him so he's just like avoiding Roman saying like he's busy with like movie stuff so this is how John also like promos his stuff through the WWE crowd at the same time so like they'll cut to him live on set or whatever at like Peacemaker or some shit like that whatever just you know they're just like live on set like somewhere doing something he's recording whatever he's got the belt or whatever but Roman's there and like Cena was advertised to be there too whatever so like this goes on for a couple weeks and then like uh, Cena doesn't show up again. Roman just like can't take it. He starts taking it out on other people backstage over a couple of weeks. And then like Cena like finally comes back at some point and says he'll defend his championship at the Royal Rumble. He doesn't care what Roman wants for the match. It could be any stipulation, blah, blah, blah. Cena's finally in ring to say this. Roman's uh, right up next to him with the bloodline. Roman just smiles or whatever. And he looks like everything's on his side. And he Roman grabs the mic to say, you don't know. And this is towards the end of the show. He's He grabs the mic to say, you don't know what you just did. And before he can say did or whatever, all you hear is... Brock comes out or whatever. And what it is, what we get revealed uh, to next week yeah, is uh, is that uh, what happens is um, Roman and Brock or whatever, like, you know, they had their issues or whatever. So uh, what this leads to is uh, Roman, Brock and Cena in a triple threat for the championship at Royal Rumble 2022. Oh, we going stupid right now, my boy. <laughs> so we going stupid, my boy. Uh, so that's what we got at the Royal Rumble or whatever. Um, Roman and Brock end up fucking uh, fucking each other up so much and like having so much shit going on between each other that they kind of cancel each other out and Cena like sneaks in the win or whatever. So it kind of still plays in line with the fact that like Cena's kind of just here having a good time while Rome, like he's like kind of shitting on Roman, which just adds to like Roman's anger. And it's important that Roman becomes angry because I have him turning into like a different person later. So like his anger is just building and like you see more of the rage and the way he wrestles and stuff like that. And he gets scary to the point where like now you're like kind of seeing him be very beastly kind of like Brock is and it doesn't take away from Brock it just adds to it that much more than when they're both in the ring or whatever right 
So then Roman and Brock kind of have a program because they realize they kind of screwed each other out of like kind of winning the championship. That kind of goes on for a while. Cena looks like he's in the clear. He's not really around for a little bit. Um, and then that kind of happens until we're like halfway through mania, halfway to mania or whatever. And then you see somebody getting their ass kicked backstage or whatever. It's like, oh shit, that's Cena getting his ass kicked. I didn't even know he was here or whatever. And then you see who's kicking his ass. It's Seth Rollins or whatever. And this is all a setup for a fatal four-way with Seth Rollins, Cena, Brock, and uh roman at uh wrestlemania for the universal championship bro this is we talking about one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time roman ends up winning and gets back to his reign because at the end of the day he does have the bloodline or whatever um so the bloodline is here the difference is we just debut solo sokoa a little earlier he comes out of wrestlemania 2022 or whatever um he doesn't necessarily get called up called up he's just like you know he's kind of there and you know he's there or whatever right so that happens or whatever right and then roman goes and makes adjustments to the bloodline and then you just see like this whole like his second reign as universal champion it just turns into this whole different thing he starts involving like a cute a couple more people in certain ways or whatever and then like you see him like backstage like with deals and stuff and essentially what the bloodline turns into is kind of like this mob figure so like roman goes from being like the tribal like he is the tribal chief but the tribal chief is kind of like moving like godfather type of stuff so it's like he like he's like that like running the show on that kind of level to where people are kind of scared of him kind of thing and it just turns into this whole thing like that so like that happens for a while whatever but um basically he just becomes this character where he's just kind of like this mob boss and because he's a mob boss i basically i have daredevil come and take him out and that's ko uh he surprises him with the money in the bank that ko won in 2022 he surprises him at royal rumble 2023 and he gets the the, the title off of him or whatever and that sets up a whole nother thing or whatever but but yeah that's how i got it going that's hard that's hard i rock with that i rock with that i i really do want to see more multi-man matches for roman like you know i, I don't i don't know how much longer his reign has but that triple threat at wrestlemania 37 is incredible. that's what i'm saying like i looked at that and i was like bro we could do that shit with like insert any three of these niggas let's go i think and i thought about this too even when SummerSlam happened when brock came out i was like oh my god is this going to be a triple threat match? Mm-hmm. But then when they didn't do it, I was disappointed. But then I was like, you know what? You're probably right because I simply don't know if my heart could have handled that. Yeah. It's too much match. Like it's it's like even just thinking about it, it sounds fake coming out of your mouth. Like there's just no way John Cena, Brock, like who's going to win? How could they all they all have to win? Like it's yeah. just, it's so much match. It's too powerful. It's like that's a match you bring up when they're like, hey, you know what? Climate change is hit. <laughs> We got this is the last WrestleMania ever. This is it, guys. Like this is the one. This is the last one. That's when you crack Roman Brock Johnson. Cause that matches that, that could be the whole show. Yeah. I'd watch 30 minutes of that. I would too. Just just to cinematic it up. I'd watch the whole thing. Especially if you mean it like an elimination match too. Like I I, I feel like I talk about this a lot on the show, but I miss elimination matches. Like I really do. Elimination I tweeted that tag matches. Yes. Like, they had all, one that fatal five way was elimination. I was like, I prefer this over sun death every time. It's yeah. better every time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Cece, what you got, man? Who who are you picking and how, how you do? I mean, I'm sorry, Chan. <laughs> um, who, who are you picking and how are you doing? So, you know, I my my original thought was Cena because it should be Cena. Let's be, let's be frank. As a statement of record, it should have been Cena because that's John Cena and we respect John Cena in this household. But you know what? When I think about it, and I was really—I remember I was sitting in my room. I watched this Sunday morning, 
to watch your boy Drew's little entrance. And I said, you know what? They fucking with this guy, huh? People in Wales, they um, they like this Drew. And the match goes on, and you just hear them. And they're just every, every, they're dying on. I'm like, if it was going to be Drew, this is the day. I was like, this, this should have been it. So if, if Roman was going to lose, I, it should have been at Clash of the Castle. Like, that Drew, when I say it was on some, like, Goku Super Saiyan level, like, the city, like, he was making the spirit bomb of all of, like, the UK. Like, it felt like he had the world on his shoulders, dog. Like, I was like, if he wins this match, the stadium will not stand. Like, it, they'll go so, they'll rush the match, they'll rush the ring or some shit. And so I think what should happen, you have the matches going on normally. Jimmy, Jay, Sammy come out. Chicanery, they're distracting, you know, Roman, whatever. Jay's like, hey, go, go, get, the, go get the belt. Sammy, go get the belt. Go get the belt. Sammy's like, my dog, of course. I'm going to get the belt. Smart guy. This is outside the ring. He goes and gets it. Drew closed like outside the ring. Sammy seeing his opportunity to finally earn his spot in the bloodline. He sees it. The ref has been knocked down by a unsuspecting Superman punch. He goes for the hit. Drew ducks. Sammy hits Jimmy Uso. Jay sees this. Roman sees this. But unfortunately, Roman did not see Drew there. So all Roman saw was Sammy hit Jimmy. And you know Jay's already on bullshit. So Jay's like, this is what I'm talking about. I knew he was out for it. I knew he was out for it. So Jay loses his mind, starts beating up Sammy. Roman is pissed, but he's like, oh, man, I get back to the crowd. But then you hear a subtle a rumble. You hear a rumble. You're like, oh, my God, I forgot about Drew McIntyre. Three, two, one. Claymore County. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre is your undisputed WWE Universal Champion. What I think you do to Drew at that level, it don't matter if, if he's a monster and he loses as soon as he gets back stateside. That moment, you will all, for every single video package, every single Drew championship run, you could have him and every kissing babies in the UK. Like you could have him looking like the literal king of England. I mean, it would be crazy. Also, what it gives you a perfect, easily opportunity to do, SmackDown, you can have Jimmy. And Jay jumps Sammy again. Kevin comes out, saves him. You now set up your tag match at Extreme Rules easily. Roman says, no way, you should not have beat me. No DQ match at Extreme Rules. Oh, my goodness. Solo Sokoa debuts. Roman gets the title back. And we're back where we started. I feel like it was an easy pivot. You had it right there. They just, I get it. Roman's amazing and, like, the impact. But I just feel like if, it, if you were going to do Drew, and then that would have been the way to do it. And you also easily get Kevin in. You push back Solo like a month. So you give Solo like one more 2.0 feud or something. I don't know. But I just think that would have been a fire way to put it on Drew. Just that think, shot of him in the ring, that would have been perfect to me. I think that makes Drew even bigger amongst the fans. And I think that makes Roman's character even more hated as a heel if you run yep. it that way. That would have been yep. crazy. That yeah, because he's... Roman's like feels like I should still be king. Like these flunkies have yet again failed me. And you get to have that angle of him beating up on Jay and Jimmy again. And like mm-hmm. that dissension. And you get to be like, where was Paul? Where were you at? I knew I shouldn't trust Sammy. And I, cause I feel like Roman's thing is like kind of like you were saying, Armand, it either needs to be multiple threats, like a multi man match, or has to be an internal like collision. I think yeah. that's the most natural way to get the Roman Empire to fall apart. And I yeah. think the internal thing of like, 
you hit this chink where you just struck it right. We were in Cardiff, Wales. It was the perfect day, the perfect match. And then it starts to be, I can't depend on the bloodline anymore. I think that's the best way to, you know, you keep Roman very strong because all it takes is, you know, six months off TV, Roman comes back at a random pay-per-view and say, oh, yeah, of course, Roman. He's Brock Lesnar. Like, of course, like, of course he gets title shot. You know, you don't have to do much for Roman. So yeah. I think you get it off him for a little bit. I think you build and, both. And with you saying that, it, like, it, I, selfishly, of course, I wanted Drew to win. But I think it would have it would have made Drew look even bigger. If Solo Sokoa did come out, but, like, Drew yeah. overcame the, yep. the solo interference and then yep. still beat Roman, or you give him that moment where he's holding up both titles in Wales and then, like, he steps off of the uh, turnbuckle and then Roman starts beating him up. The Usos come out. Drew gets through all of them and then Solo comes out, helps them jump yep. him and sets up something for the future. Like, there's a couple different ways they could do it. I, like, obviously, I, I understand. You, know, you want to push Roman as far as possible. You want to get him to a thousand days. That's fine. But I, I think with the story you told, like, there's so many different ways that they could have done it. And I, I really love that Sammy and KO came up in, uh, in both of your yep. rewrites because. That's who I'm picking, Kevin Owens. Now, if you <laughs> if you remember, he had that TLC match at uh, TLC 2020 that he lost due to Jay interference. The Steel Cage match later that week that opened Christmas SmackDown that he lost due to Jay interference, and then the Last Man Standing match at Royal Rumble that he lost due to Jay and Paul Heyman interference. So I'm taking it back to TLC 2020. Now at this time, Sami Zayn was the Intercontinental Champion. He lost that title to Big E on the Christmas edition of SmackDown. So what what I'm thinking is. You have uh, KO lose that first TLC match. You have KO look like he's about to win that steel cage match. Jay interference, he loses. Sammy loses his title later that night to Big E. At the very end of the show, at, when Big E's in the ring getting carried by everybody, you have KO walk into Sammy's locker room. He's like, yo, Sammy, you just lost your title. Look, we were, we were magical as a tag team back in the day. Roman has Jay, who, who keeps getting involved in my matches. I promise if, if you help me, like, like, you know, we're good. I'll, I'll give you a title shot. But, like, because like, Sammy was a heel at this time, too. So, like, KO's really trying to get in his ear and, like, convince him to help him out, all that. And I think, you know, the, the reason I want to do this is because over the course of Roman's reign, you know, he's had Jay, he's had Paul. Most of the people he's faced haven't been in tag teams besides, like, Ray and Dom Mysterio. Um, and so, like, that moment after Last Man Standing, we're like Edge uh, won the Royal Rumble. He's in the ring with Roman and all of them. And like KO comes in and stuns him. I was been, I would have been like, yo, a Roman and Jay tag team match versus KO and Edge would have been fired. Like that that, that would have been a cool one off. So you, you give KO Sammy. KO spends all the time leading up to his last man standing match at Royal Rumble trying to convince Sammy. Last man standing match starts. KO's get, getting a shaking with Roman. Jay comes out. You know the handcuffs. It looks like KO's about to lose. Sammy Zayn comes out. Haluva kicks Jay. Haluva kicks Paul. Haluva kicks Roman. KO hits him with a pop-up power bomb. Power bombs him through a table. Swanton bomb stunner. KO wins the last man standing match. Wins the title from Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going psychotic. He doesn't have his title anymore. He's he's pushing Jay around like you know we need to handle these guys. We, we get a one-off tag team match at um uh, fast lane and then at WrestleMania it's KO versus Roman. Sammy's in KO's corner. Jay is in. Roman's corner. And then what you do is it looks like KO's about to win. Sammy takes out Jay Uso. You redebut Jimmy Uso at, at WrestleMania 37. Have him come help the bloodline. The bloodline is standing tall at the end of the show. That's a big spot for Jimmy coming back. And yeah, it's it's just it's it's just real hip hop. So that's 
that that's how I would do. I mean, ultimately, in all, in all of our stories, Roman ends up getting the title back because, you know, I, I think after this thousand day reign, it's unprecedented. It's a huge milestone. You kind of want to start running up Roman's reigns. Like, I, I don't think he'll ever get to like 16, but like 10, 10 to 12. I put him in that in that Randy Orton, Triple H territory. And at the end of the day, even if he has less overall reigns, it's like I held the title for a thousand days in like one of them. Like, yeah, none of y'all have done this. So I, I, I think it's time to start getting him some more reigns. So that's that's how speaking, I Speaking of, where is that man, Randy? What, what's he been doing? He's uh, still recovering from injury, but uh, oh, man. Okay. There are a lot of big spots that, that, that I think hey, you have. There's a, there's a viper-sized hole that we could really use right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to when he comes back because, man, it was just magic was a baby face this last year. It's been it's been awesome. Um, so, yeah, those are our rewrites. That is our season finale of season three of the Rewriters. And we want to thank you all for locking in with us once again. A really great season for us. Thank you to Cornell for coming through. Thank you to Black and Al for coming through last episode. Uh, we gave you guys a new segment in Before We Write. And, you know, I think it's been fun to discuss some non-wrestling things or aligning wrestlers with people in music or people in music and wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I think we just keep, keep getting better each season. So we're, we're going to take a little break. We will be back with you guys probably before 2022 ends. Um, but we really want to thank you all for we're taking this ride with with the men with the pen. We hope you enjoy the episode. Of course, if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC for bonus content from the A Show, from the World Report, spot callers, whichever diaries meals does next. Um, our question of the week, um, in, information on merch. If you haven't copped your your uh, your, your A Show shirt, make sure you do that. Well, we got a lot for y'all. We we always looking out for y'all. But uh, yeah, again, thank y'all for riding with us for this season. Um, and we will we'll be back soon.